Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, Trail of Destruction. Fiona strengthening to a Category 3 hurricane overnight, barreling across the Caribbean, demolishing homes, washing away entire communities, and leaving families in the dark. No power, no water, nothing. We are live with the latest as Out tracks that powerful storm. Then, overturned after more than 22 years behind bars, the subject of a popular true crime podcast walks out of court a free man. Today is both joyful and incredibly overwhelming, and he and his family are processing all of this. What it means for the man at the center of the case and why his legal battle is just beginning. Fit for a queen, a closer look at the emotional and final farewell. From the pomp and pageantry to the private and personal, we'll talk with someone who worked alongside the Queen and knew her well as we look back at the event the whole world was watching today, Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. What's up, Orlando, Florida? Shout out to Meta Vista, California. Here for Nancy's 60th. Hi to my granddaughter, Ava. Watching in Louisville, Kentucky. Celebrating our 27th anniversary. From Kansas City. Here for Sharon's birthday wish. To meet Al Roker. From, From San, Antonio. San Antonio. It's Matthew's first time in New York. Their first time on TV. Hi to my brother and grandma. Oh, we love a lot of firsts, yes. and I think we can arrange an Al Roker meeting. I feel I like we, we have the we have the wherewithal to do that. Welcome back. We're so happy that you're with us on a Tuesday morning. Savannah is in London for us. And Savannah, I know that we were there covering the Queen's funeral, but while we were there, you also managed to get a really big interview. Well, there's a big event later this week in London, the Labor Cup. If you're a tennis fan, you know all about it. And as we all know, tennis superstar Roger Federer announced that would be his final competitive tournament. He is retiring. Well, I got the chance to sit down with him here in London. It was his first interview since that news. And of course, I had to make sure he was absolutely sure about retiring. You know, unretiring is a thing now. I know. Tom Brady, now no. Serena seems to be wavering a little. You're done. No, no, I am definitely done. I know that, yeah. Definitely. Guys, Definitely. it's over, but it's a, such a good conversation with Roger. He talks about how difficult it was for him to make that decision, but it is a final decision. So we'll have that interview for you tomorrow morning on today. We are looking forward to that I for sure. I can't wait for that long love affair with tennis. All right, Savannah, thank you. But now let's turn to our news at 8 o'clock. President Biden pledging disaster aid for Puerto Rico after Hurricane Fiona devastated parts of the Caribbean yesterday, left millions of people without electricity. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez is in Puerto Rico with a look at the damage from that Category 3 storm. Hey, Gabe, good morning. Hoda, good morning. This is one of the many neighborhoods across Puerto Rico that right now do not have drinking water or power. We even had some more rain this morning, but thankfully, at least in this neighborhood, the floodwaters have 
begun to recede overnight. But again, most of this island is without power and without drinking water after Hurricane Fiona slammed on shore on Sunday. It's now Tuesday morning and there are still devastating effects throughout the island. The governor here says that power should be restored within days, not months like it took after Hurricane Maria, which by the way was exactly five years ago today. The power grid here has been devastated. There's a lot of frustration here among residents that that power grid wasn't more effectively rebuilt after Maria. But again, right now, at least three people are dead here in Puerto Rico and in the Dominican Republic as Hurricane Fiona continues to intensify into a major Category 3 hurricane. It's bearing down on Turks and Caicos today. All right, Gabe Gutierrez, Force there in Puerto Rico. Gabe, thank you. A Texas sheriff is investigating Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis for sending dozens of Venezuelan migrants to the affluent island of Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, last week. The sheriff says the migrants were recruited in his state under false pretenses with promises of hotel rooms and jobs. He says they were then lured onto planes and flown to Florida, then to Massachusetts. Governor DeSantis, who's been trying to highlight the crisis at the southern border, says the flights gave homeless migrants the chance to find greener pastures. In Baltimore, a man convicted of murdering his girlfriend has been freed from prison. After 23 years, he now has a shot at a new trial, thanks largely to a podcast that focused public attention on his case. NBC's Ann Thompson is here with this. Hey, Ann, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. This morning, for the first time in more than two decades, Adnan Syed is waking up at home, but his legal odyssey is not over. Adnan Syed walked out to cheers and a scrum of cameras. No longer in prison after 23 years, but not quite free. You can imagine today is both joyful and incredibly overwhelming, and he and his family are processing all of this. Syed's conviction for the 1999 murder of Hyman Lee, his former high school girlfriend, thrown out by a Baltimore judge at the state's urging. We're not yet declaring Adnan Syed is innocent, but we are declaring that in the interest of fairness and justice, he is entitled to a new trial. Eight years ago, Syed's case became a media sensation. Doubts about his conviction raised in the inaugural season of the podcast Serial. The story mesmerized listeners, sparking debate over his innocence or guilt, leading to a 2019 HBO docuseries. This morning, Syed is under home detention with a GPS monitor. Prosecutors have 30 days to bring a new trial against Syed for Lee's murder or drop the case. Miss Lee's family deserve closure. They deserve justice, and we intend to fight for that. In vacating the ruling, the judge found that the original prosecutors did not turn over evidence to the defense that could have helped Syed. And evidence uncovered since would have added, quote, substantial and significant probability that the result would have been different, end of quote. The Lee family now looking ahead in their ongoing pursuit for justice. They want, to, more than anybody, to have the, a person who killed Heyman Lee brought to justice. And so if that is not Mr. Syed, then they're open to the possibility of anybody else who actually did it being prosecuted. 
Now, it's important to remember here that Syed has not been found innocent or not guilty. His conviction has been vacated, and that means he could be tried again. Meanwhile, Serial is continuing to follow the case, releasing a new podcast episode this morning as the clock is ticking on the prosecutor's decision whether to try him again. In 30 days, that's how much time. 30 days, that's what they got. Thank you, Anne. Thanks so much. Just ahead. The Queen's former press secretary will join us here in London. We'll get his take on yesterday's funeral, steeped in history and his fondest memories of working alongside the historic monarch. Right after this. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Service in life, hope in death. All who follow the Queen's example and inspiration of trust and faith in God can with her say, we will meet again. And we are back from London with the Archbishop of Canterbury echoing those words of comfort from Queen Elizabeth during yesterday's sermon celebrating her dedication to serving a nation she so loved. Well, Simon Lewis was by the Queen's side as her press secretary for part of her historic 70-year reign and is with us this morning. You were with us yesterday as we watched history unfold together. I couldn't help but think about how the Queen would have felt. She had her her touch on so many of the moments we saw. She planned them herself. What do you think she would have made of this day? What did you say? 20 years ago when I was working there, the Queen had signed off her proposals for the funeral. So she had every single detail, even then, she had agreed. And the thing about the Queen, she was actually quite modest, so she might have been quite surprised. <laughs> but she would have liked it because I think she would have known that what was happening is those people were coming out to show tremendous affection and a sense of sadness, but a sense actually that the monarchy is now moving on to the next phase, which is, of course, for the Queen in particular, was such a big thing, the transition from one monarchy to another. We often know that she is not only the mother and the matriarch of a nation, but of a family, a real family, a family that came together yesterday, and I imagine that would have pleased her. And wasn't that wonderful to see them all there, including, of course, the young prince, the young princess. It must have been tough for them, but they were there. And But for many years, of course, it was a matriarch and a patriarch. It was the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh, and they were a brilliant team. So for the last year, she's been kind of on her own, but certainly when I was there, you got the feeling of a strong matriarch and a strong Patriarch. Well, you have such a rare vantage point. You spent time with her at Balmoral. Everyone says that is where she most felt like a regular person, to the extent a queen can ever feel like that. 
What was the royal family like behind closed doors? Well, there's the public royal family and then the private royal family, and they were very much a family. Uh, they used to go out and they had country pursuits. I remember I drove the Queen one night to a barbecue, slightly terrifying because no one told me in advance, <laughs> so I gripped the steering wheel. Uh, at Sandringham, they were very relaxed as well. And it always struck me that they knew how to relax because if you live your life in the public eye, you need to have downtime. I remember at Sandringham one night, we all had a dinner with key advisors and sat down afterwards, and someone said, I think Prince Philip, what should we watch? And he said, Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched Mr Bean and the Queen Mother sat there with her fingers in her ears because it was too noisy. I thought, well, that could happen in any family. You watched right. telly with the royal family. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Not even standing up. But well, You also spent time with then Prince Charles. Now, yeah. and we, we were just all struck by that image of him. It, just moments yeah. after her coffin was lowered and God Save the King rang out in St George's Chapel. He, in some ways, mm. he's been preparing for this all of his life, and in other ways, you can never really be prepared. He's a grieving son, and, and most of us, if we grieve, we grieve away from the public eye. And what struck me yesterday was the sheer physicality of it. Those mm. members of the royal family walking behind the cortege for so long and in the public eye. So I do hope that the king and members of the royal family have a time now where they can just settle down. And, of course, he has, a hopefully, a very long reign ahead of him. Well, Simon Lewis, I know you treasure these memories, and we treasure you sharing them with us. Thank you so much for being alongside us. We appreciate it. All right, guys, I will send it back to you from London. Well, Savannah, this is it. I guess you're, you're going to hop on a plane. Any final kind of reflections as you get ready to leave London? You've been there for the better part of a week. I know. I love London, and I feel so honored, as I know you do, Hoda, that we got to be here and witness history together. And I just think the outpouring of affection. You saw it. You walked those streets and spoke to people. And the way the throngs of people, now they're saying quarter of a million people in county who came to watch her, that perhaps a million coming to London to line those streets yesterday. And all with that love and affection and gratitude. And I think, um, I hope she would have been pleased at, at the way she was sent off and celebrated for a long life well lived. Indeed. And so many people who were in London and who traveled there said, I couldn't not be there. Yeah. I couldn't watch this on television. I actually had to witness it, bear witness to it. How many things do you bear witness to in your life? And it was beautiful. Well, Savannah, we're yeah. waiting for you. Here's your spot. Got okay. a new couch for you. Safe travels. Okay. Safe travels, SJ. See you tomorrow. Okay, see you tomorrow. Okay, thank you. Mr. Roker, how about another check of that weather, All sir? All right, we're going to get the uh, 8 o'clock update from the National Hurricane Center on Fiona. Category 3 storm. It's right now is 10 miles northwest of Grand Turk Island. Uh, winds 115 miles per hour. It is moving to the northwest of 10. You can still see we've got showers and thunderstorms still hanging around Puerto Rico, and that's going to be like that for the rest of the week, unfortunately. It makes its way toward Bermuda early Friday morning with 130-mile-per-hour winds. Uh, a Category 4 storm, it's about 100 miles to the west of Bermuda, at least that, that center line, but we're going to watch that very closely. Continues on up into these very warm waters in the northern Atlantic. Fiona could maintain strength as it makes its way up into the Canadian Maritimes. And we're also going to have to worry along the coast, increasing swells Wednesday through Thursday into Friday, rough surf and rip currents, and we're also watching another system that'll be developing, making its way through the Caribbean Sea. 40% chance in the next five days. Don't forget, if you head out the door, check us out. Today's show, Radio Sirius XM Channel 108. We got off the rails today at 1. Yes. Right now, best part of the morning. Good morning, team. Shall we dance, yes. everybody? Yes. All right, so here we go. 
First, we're going to start with John Hamm. The Mad Men star stopped by Howard Stern yesterday to chat about his latest project starring in the Fletch reboot. And during their conversation, John talked about how he's been friends with Hollywood A-lister Paul Rudd for 30 years. A lot of people didn't know that, reminiscing about the days long before either of them made it big in showbiz. Hamm shared what it was like being friends with the Ant-Man star when he was just a West Hollywood bar mitzvah DJ. <laughs> Joe Buck and I went to one of Paul's gigs in the whatever early 90s yeah. to pick him up because we were all going to go out and have a have a night. And so there's some 13, now whatever, 47-year-old woman who most likely still lives on the west side of Los Angeles who had at her bar mitzvah Paul Rudd, Joe Buck, and John Hamm <laughs> and was uh, blissfully unaware of all of it. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, they've been buddies for a while. Well, and the fact that Joe Buck is also yeah, yeah. Yeah. in that crew. I didn't know that either. Right. So there you go. Forever. That's what we do on Popstar. We give. All right. Next up, Shirley Ralph, oh, yeah. the Abbott Elementary star, made history, of course, with her Emmy win for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. That moment was a long time in the making. Yesterday, Ralph visited the Jennifer Hudson show to talk about how it felt to hear her name called on Emmy's mm. night after decades in show business and just how long she has been waiting to give that acceptance speech. Did you have a speech prepared? You know what? Like many of you, I have had a speech prepared since I was five years old. I have been practicing, girl. I was ready. And when they called my name, all of it went out of my head. I could remember absolutely nothing. Huh. And you know, center stage is my home. So when I got there, right. it was like, gather yourself, gather yourself, because this is your, your moment. moment. And she oh, met the moment, didn't that. she? I love that interview. That was so good. Congratulations oh. again to her. All right, next up, Kelly Clarkson. This month marked 20 years since Kelly's American Idol win. And what better way to celebrate than with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Yesterday, the Grammy winner was presented with the iconic sidewalk spot by three people who were there from day one of her career. You see it here. Paula Abdul, Randy Jackson, Simon Cowell. And, of course, Kelly was also joined by her two kiddos, daughter River and Rose, and some Remy. The star thanked the team that's been by her side for the last two decades and said she feels super blessed by this honor. So if you're out and about on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and you want to find Kelly Starr, mm -hmm. you can find it on Hollywood Boulevard in front of Ovation Hollywood, right next to Daniel Radcliffe and Ryan Reynolds. That's good company. There you go, right? It's a good little spot. All right, finally, Chris Red, uh, the Saturday Night Live star, is bidding farewell to the Emmy-winning show ahead of next month's season premiere. Since joining the cast in 2017, Red made a name for himself thanks to his takes on famous characters like Steve Urkel and hilarious impressions of real-life politicians. In a statement, Chris called his first five years at SNL, quote, the experience of a lifetime. And he joins a growing list of castmates who won't be returning for season 48. It was previously announced that Kate McKinnon, Pete Davidson, A.D. Bryant, and several others have parted ways with the iconic show. They all have so many things going on with their schedules. But of course, there will be a few fresh faces come premiere night. Super talented, which, by the way, is less than two weeks from today. You can catch season 48's kickoff, 48, on October 1st, right here on NBC. I'm rooting for those new, well, yeah. new guys. Well, known for bringing new talent. Yeah, exactly. Never heard of going, who is that? Yeah. There's somebody that has been waiting their whole life. Speaking yes. of waiting for yeah. a moment. Yeah. And they're going to nail it. You will meet the yeah. moment as well. Yeah. Straight yeah. ahead, our exclusive interview in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month with 
Oh, just Jennifer Lopez. Zero. But first, this is Today on NBC. We are back. It is 8.30. 8.30 Tuesday morning. It is September 20th. Hold a copy. September 20th, 2022. So happy to be outside. Another fantastic group on the plaza. Before we do anything else, I want to I want to head over here. Okay. Come, here, come with me, Jay. I want to show folks Savannah oh. and Hoda have lots of fans. Oh, literally, that's cute. literally that's fans. Cute. A fan, a biggest fan ever. I oh. love Hoda and Savannah. That, that is, is great. Where did you Where did you make this? Online, custom made. <laughs> Send over a few to the studio. We would love to have them. With you too. What's your name? Jose Luis. Where are you from? Orlando, Florida. From Puerto Rico. Oh. Thank you for coming. Thank hearts you. Hearts are with you, honey. Yes, hearts they are, are with Absolutely. you. We want to thank everybody. We got a wild crowd that's here. We're happy to see you guys. I love a sign that says, my wife dragged me here today, which is, wow. which is really cool, too. We're happy you came. Uh, guys, we have a lot coming up in this half hour. Imagine having Jennifer Lopez as your mentor. Well, for a group of Latina entrepreneurs, they lucked out big time. And how lucky is Morgan Radford, man? She got to sit down and talk with J-Lo about her latest passion project. Awesome. Uh, then I sat down with some stars as well. Billy Eichner, Luke McFarlane, they share the big screen in the the groundbreaking new rom-com. It's called Bros. Our conversation's coming up. It's going to make you laugh and hopefully make you think as well. That's coming up just ahead. All right. Then on the third hour, med spas. They're exploding in popularity, but there are things to know before you go. We're going to break down the services they offer, the cost, and questions to ask if you decide to book an appointment. Oh, I got questions. I know. Yeah, all right. We're looking forward to this. <laughs> Tyler Perry joining us live tomorrow to talk about his upcoming movie, a jazz man's blues. Nice. Oh, okay, guys. I know you've been waiting for this, and yes. I know Delano, Delano Melvin is into this. We're <laughs> updating our fantasy football league in week two. <gasps> Craig, oh my gosh, Savannah's team took you down. And oh she's goodness. been overseas for weeks. She doesn't even know who's on her right? team. That's amazing. <laughs> With the Dolphins, uh, Jalen Waddle leading the way. Uh, Hoda, you're cool breeze. Scoring his first that. win of the season. Yeah. Knocked off Jenna Bush Hager. I have no idea. That's amazing. Now your Jones and Four yes. Win squad did just that. A, a stunning Woo. comeback, by the way. And you know, against Dylan's team. So that makes me and happy. Mr. Roker. Your team proved too much for Carson Daly oh. thanks to a monster day from your Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Lamar put up 42 points. Okay. So guess what that means? Okay. Al Roker, who knows next nothing. to nothing, nothing. about nothing. fantasy football or real life football, yeah. mind you. Yeah, no he idea. is on top of the standings. That's how it works. Yeah. His team is still undefeated. <laughs> I have a ringer, uh, one of the son of a, one of our producers, uh, Brady Reese, yeah. is uh, running this for me. Oh, I no well done, Brady. You're <laughs> crushing it, kid. Nicely done. How about something you do know a lot? about the weather sir. all right that's why we call the weather wizards let's show you uh for today we are looking at uh, some uh, strong storms down in florida flood watches in southwest record highs in the mid-section country less humid in the mid-atlantic then for tomorrow we've got some severe storms in the upper great lakes of western new york heavy rain and flooding in the southwest record highs continue through texas and that is your latest weather all right, all right. guys coming up Jennifer Lopez getting a personal in an exclusive interview with Morgan Radford, the big way she's trying to even the playing field for Latina entrepreneurs while giving back in a major way. But first, this is today on NBC. Uh, we're back. It is 836 and we have an NBC News exclusive this morning for Hispanic Heritage Month. 
This morning, global superstar Jennifer Lopez speaking out for a very important cause that's very near and dear to her heart. You know, she recently celebrated Latina trailblazers who were breaking barriers in entertainment, in their communities, and in business. And Morgan Radford, you scored. Yeah, you, are, right? you had a chance to sit with her. What a cool assignment. How awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to our big bosses for that one. Listen, I had a chance to sit down with Jennifer Lopez this weekend in Los Angeles, where she's helping support hundreds of Latinas through a partnership that will invest $14 billion in Latina-owned businesses. Why? Because while they're among the fastest-growing group of entrepreneurs, the obstacles they face in the process are still very steep. You know the name Jennifer Lopez, her music, and her movies. Well, now she's sharing her knowledge of Hollywood and the businesses that made her a multi-million dollar star with nearly 400 Latina entrepreneurs trying to change the face and the language of the small business world. We're changing lives. We want to take the Latina entrepreneur, empower them, give them opportunity where there wasn't. Um, you know, me growing up the way I did, you know, we weren't even in the conversation in that way. And the opportunity to do something, that's all anybody wants. Nobody wants a handout, but that opportunity can change your life. Which is why Lopez is partnering with nonprofit Grameen and its CEO, Andrea Jung, to deliver a total of $14 billion to Latina entrepreneurs by 2030. Together with their male counterparts, Latina entrepreneurs make up one of the fastest growing groups of small business owners in the country, creating businesses at a rate six times faster than other racial or ethnic groups. But in spite of that, Latinos are 60% less likely than their white peers to get their loans approved by national banks. Latina owned businesses have grown 44% in the last 10 years. Morgan, the capital that is going is paltry and it's unacceptable. They just want to have an equal chance. Why is giving someone the resources to start a business the way to close that gap, to make things a little bit more equitable? Yeah, because we can, we can just be the kind of, uh, you know, working in the kitchen, the valet parkers, all this stuff, like the, the traditional kind of things where people think of Latinos in these roles. And the point is, is that we want more than that. We, just, we, we have bigger dreams than that. And for me, even in my own business, I was like an artist who was like making billions of dollars for other people and not really even realizing it, just like happy to be in the room. And then started to realize, wait a minute, I can make my own perfume. I can do this in my own way. I should own a part of this business. I remember watching you. I was growing up in Greensboro, North Carolina, and I would see you come across the screen and you were so proud. Right. <laughs> and mind you, this is a time when there weren't a lot of roles for Latinos, right. and especially in Hollywood, mm -hmm. or they were pigeonholed. Right. And you showed up on the stage and said, no, no, no. I'm Jennifer Lopez. This is my name. I'm loud and I'm proud. This is my body. This is who I am. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And, and you made the world reckon with you and what it meant to be Latina. Why was it so important to you to always have Latinidad, just the, the, the concept of being Latino, front and center. It's just who I was. And I think my mother and my family raised me to be proud of who I was. And so when I went into these worlds like Hollywood, where we were not represented at all, I almost felt like, like, a, like a unicorn. I'm, I'm Latina, I'm Jennifer Lopez from the Bronx. And my parents are Puerto Rican, and I'm Puerto Rican. And I think it made me feel uh, special. 
even the whole kind of like body thing was such a thing. It was like everybody was like size zero models, tall, blonde, you know, beautiful, a beauty, a certain type of beauty, but there was other types of beauty there that was a narrow I grew up window with. Of there was a narrow was window. And I was like, my mother was also beautiful. She had a beautiful eye. I mean, my dad, you know, and my, my we always talked about their big butts and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not to reduce myself to that because that's what then they tried to do after, right? Because I was so okay with it. They made fun of me for mm. it. I have to credit my, my parents and my family for making me feel um, like I was worth something and that I didn't have to be anything other than who I was. My grandmother used to make us dresses. And How do you help these women have the same thing? What do you say <laughs> I to the generation? I try. I don't have any magic uh, kind of formula for success. What I've learned is that if you can follow your heart, if you can be true to yourself and you can work really hard, the difference between being successful and not being successful is not giving up. And I just didn't give up. And you're here? And here we are. <laughs> and here okay. she is. I, mean, I don't think there's anyone who works harder than Jennifer Lopez, but to hear her say her parents made her believe that she was worth something. I mean, that like really just resonates. that, yes. It, it shows you, I mean, the power of having someone feel seen and mm -hmm. having someone feel worthy. Yeah. And right. I think what's so cool about what she's doing now is really putting action behind that, mm -hmm. right? She's trying to create generational wealth because yeah. that is what they say will help sort of bridge the wealth gap. I mean, this is about giving resources to a community that just wants a start, yeah. right? I mean, and then she's talking about the values her parents instilled in her, that if you work hard and you can do it, and it's giving people the chance to do just that. It's beyond time. And just those but, numbers of the number of yeah. Latinas who have businesses and the number who get loans yeah. is, is ridiculous. Yeah. And we heard that somewhere in this interview where you were sitting down, it must have been amazing anyway, <laughs> there was another family member of hers nearby. Yeah, was who was it? Special guest, maybe a new husband named mm. Ben Affleck. <laughs> well, he was right there. Right there, he was watching and her, adoringly cheering her on, wishing her well. It was very, very cute. Are they so cute together? They were so cute I haven't cute seen together. them together since the wedding. They were so affectionate and lovely, and the crowd just loved. And you know what was so cool is they were so open yeah. to speaking yeah. to the women yeah. and just encouraging them. And that's what it meant. Seeing them was encouragement. Talking to them was encouragement. Their time was encouragement. Yeah. Well, seeing Jayla, I mean, she's done it for years now, as you know well. Use her platform. Yeah. For good. Yeah. To try and lift lift other folks up. And was, by the way, it's, it was good to see you on stage mm -hmm. moderating that. I was real proud of you. I said, way to go, Morgan. Thank That's you. awesome. We did it with our partners at Telemundo, yeah. so everyone was included in yeah. both languages, That's and great. it was a great event. Great, great job. Way to go, Morgan. Great conversation, mm -hmm. indeed. Uh, when we come back, the stars of Bros, Billy Eichner, Luke McFarlane, telling us about their new movie and the importance of sharing a different kind of love story than we're used to seeing on the big screen. But first, this is Today on NBC. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, console. Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, 
Well, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. We're back with a groundbreaking new movie called Bros. It's the first major studio film to feature a gay couple. And the stars of the movie are here with us this morning, Billy Eichner and Luke McFarland. Billy was the creator and star of that hit comedy show, Billy on the Street. You know Luke from his role on Brothers and Sisters, as well as more than a, a dozen Hallmark rom-coms. <laughs> Billy Luke, good morning. Good morning. Let's, let's start with these superlatives here, because again, you're the first openly gay man who's written and started a major film studio. This is the first time that a major studio has put out a, a gay rom-com. Mm -hmm. Did the weight of that impact you at all? Did you feel the pressure of that? There's a responsibility there. It's also really exciting. But, you know, we don't sit down to write a historic movie. You don't sit down to write a gay movie. Our goal was to just write a hilarious movie. We don't get many comedies in movie theaters anymore. Oh. And um, I didn't do it alone. I did it with Judd Apatow, who produced it. He's made some of the funniest movies ever, Bridesmaids and 40-Year-Old Virgin and Trainwreck. Knocked up. Knocked up. Nick Stoller and I co-wrote it. He, he made Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Neighbors. Those guys really know how to make a laugh-out-loud movie. And yeah. our goal was to get people to the theater and give them a really good time and a reason to laugh out loud with their friends. It's funny. I mean, it really is funny. But, look, I mean, here's the thing. You're not a stranger to rom Comes. Again, no, you've done more than a, a dozen of these over on, on, on Hallmark, but this was a first for you. Yeah, it's a little bit different. I'm grateful for Hallmark. They gave me my uh, training, so to speak. I, <laughs> I've definitely uh, fallen in love with a lot of people, but this is the first time I got to fall in love with, uh, with a man and make some real jokes during it. Billy, I understand that, that you lost your parents when you were young. The character in this movie, not to give away too much, mm -hmm. loses his parents when he's young, also from New York. Mm -hmm. Was this in any way, shape, or form autobiographical. The character's also pretty pretty opinionated and funny as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not identical to who I am. He has some issues that I don't. It's not a documentary, but I obviously pulled a lot from my personal life. And, you know, gay comedians like me, we haven't had a real chance to tell our stories like this in a big way on the big screen, you know, by the same studio who makes Jurassic World and The Fast and the Furious, yeah. you know, now they're making this gay rom-com. So I wanted it to be personal and it's all about being vulnerable and telling an honest story. Look, what do you want folks who, who watch the film? What do you want them to, to take away from it? I think, you know, the truth is growing up watching so many romantic comedies, some of my favorite movies, you know, I think about Pretty Woman and Notting Hill. And, you know, as a gay man, I watched those movies and I cried and I laughed and I took something away from it. So I think maybe asking some of our straight friends to watch a gay couple fall in love yeah. and cry and laugh and take something from it too. I think that's what movies are all about is not looking for ourselves in the movie, but seeing how we relate to somebody that's maybe different than us. Yeah. Is it, is it true that you're quite the woodworker? I am, I am a woodworker. It's my, my hobby, my passion, my pastime. And uh, <laughs> I have a little wood shop in my backyard and I get to make lots of, oh my goodness, there it is. There it is. Oh wow, that's wow. a crib. Didn't you build that crib? I did, I built that door for my friend Carla. I wow. built that crib for my friend Jesse Tyler Ferguson and their first child, actually. Not to name drop, right. yeah, yeah, but he built a door for the cast <laughs> of Modern Family. Imagine building a door. <laughs> You've said before that you're not, you're not bringing the show back. Back. You're not going to run around on the streets. Billy on the street? You're not bringing it back. You're not going to go screaming at people. <laughs> but if you did, if you were screaming at New Yorkers right now, mm -hmm. what would you be screaming? Go see bros. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be screaming. For years, I've screamed about other actors. 
actors and their movies. Yeah. Now I get to scream about my own movie. Yeah. Um, and like Luke was saying, you know, I grew up with all these romantic comedies I loved when Harry met Sally and and Pretty Woman and Moonstruck, and they were always about straight couples. So this is a chance for straight people to go to a rom-com about a gay couple and say, oh, wow, like, that's similar to me, or that's a little different, and that's what's exciting and new about it. Billy Luke, thank you both. Thank you, thank you. Bros from our sister company, Universal, opens in theaters on September 30th. We'll be back in a moment. But first, this is Today on NBC. And we want to celebrate some birthdays, Miss Jones. Let's do it. it so away. happy to do it. So let's give our Smucker's Jars a spin. First up, happy 100th birthday to Sylvia Gorolnik, a lifelong volunteer from Frederick, Maryland. She has been married to the love of her life for nearly 80 wow. years. Michael Piasek of Clifton, New Jersey is 100. He served our country during World War II. And we salute you for your service, sir. Happy 100th birthday to Pearlene Hedge-Smith of Detroit, Michigan. Do you guys want to hear her secret to longevity? What is yeah. Staying active. Okay. So let's all get moving. Leonard Harrison is from Bassett, Virginia. This proud grandpa is also celebrating 100 years. Listen to this. He has 21 grandkids, 27 great-grandkids, and 24 great-great-grandkids. Lots of Hairston. Absolutely. Happy birthday to you. All right, Irene Val is from Boise, Idaho. This talented seamstress is 100. For more than 70 years, she sewed wedding and prom dresses for her loved ones. And last but not least, happy 100th birthday to Don Buswell, a jokester from Toledo, Ohio. Twice a week, Don hosts a sauna night oh. where he invites friends over to use the sauna oh. and they do a little gossip. Okay. Wow. And, and you know what? He's oh 100 years old, so we can learn something okay. from him. That, maybe, maybe that's Don's oh, secret. Really? I like sauna it. Let's say hi to a couple of folks okay. while we're here. We got people who traveled far from, you guys came from from California. Okay, but aren't you celebrating an anniversary? My 24th yesterday. And yesterday, and where's your husband? He, he's at home. <laughs> oh. Who are you celebrating with? Uh, well, today I'm celebrating with my friend Molly. Oh, I love and, it. And, and it's not the first anniversary I've celebrated. <laughs> Girls trip. Oh. Wait, wait, there's somebody. We thought y'all traveled That's far. But, but wait a second. Look how far these guys have traveled. Ladies, where did you come from? Melbourne, Australia. Australia. We've got oh, Austin the in the house. Get the prop. Wait, wow. And did you come here to wow. New York just for a, a visit? Um, sort of a birthday engagement, birthday celebration, three years delayed. So due to COVID. So we're finally here. Finally here. Well, okay. we're so happy. Isn't that sweet? That's awesome. Very sweet. Welcome. I love it. Y'all, thank you guys for coming. We appreciate it. Thanks to all of you guys for coming by. All right. Thank you, thank you. Coming up, we got stars galore on Hoda and Jenna, New Orleans native, new captain of, of America, Anthony Mackie's oh, with fun. us. Love him. First door of the third hour, Bobby Moynihan and Ryan Eggle, both live in studio. We'll do all that and more after these messages. Yeah. 